I believe that at the end of this message, by the special grace of God, you'll be blessed. And God will open your eyes and strengthen you throughout this year. And as you continue in this Christian race, God will use this word to be a blessing to you and to empower you in every area of your lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we look at uh, the Bible carefully from Genesis to Revelation, there are a lot of uh, qualities, there are a lot of uh, uh, character of God that you discover, praise the Lord. But one of the most important aspects of God's character is that he is faithful. Hallelujah. And the reason why you decided to worship God, I know it's because God is powerful, God is holy, and God is good and all of that. But one of the most important aspects of you deciding to serve God and to worship him is because he is faithful. Praise the Lord. There are other beings and creatures out there that are powerful but not faithful, including Satan himself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when we talk about faithfulness, God's requirement, and man's expectation, we're going to be looking at some very important aspect that has to do with our level of being faithful and being committed to the things of God. Praise the Lord. The very first thing I want us to look at is the definition of faithfulness. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness has to do with your loyalty or maybe your integrity. Hallelujah. Your character that should be measured according to the expectation of God or according to the expectation of someone else. Praise the Lord. That is faithfulness. Faithfulness had to do with your commitment. It has to do with your commitment to your words, commitment to your decision, and commitment to every aspect of your life. Faithfulness has to do with trust. It has to do with your trust. Praise the Lord. To be able to live a life that is trustworthy. Trustworthy. Hallelujah. Or someone else to be able to trust you. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness has to do with the truth. It has to do with the truth. Praise the Lord. That for you as a child of God, you must live in truth. And not only that, but you must also believe in the truth that you've learned. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness also has to do with respect, loyalty, and honor. Respect, loyalty, and honor. Hallelujah. In other words, a faithful person is supposed to be loyal. A faithful person is supposed to be a person of integrity. A faithful person ought to be an individual that is trustworthy. A faithful person ought to be an individual that is of truth, respect, and honor. Praise the Lord. But my question to you this morning is, are we faithful? Are you faithful? Are you faithful to the things of God? Are you faithful to the word of God? Are you faithful to your spouse, your husband, or your wife? Are you faithful to the church of God? Are you faithful personally? Do we have that character of faithfulness? That character of faithfulness. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we steadfast in our allegiance to God? Our commitment to certain decisions that we've made. Hallelujah. Are we, are, we, are we serious? Are we disciplined to adhere to our promises? Praise the name of the Lord. Or the promises of others? Praise the Lord. Are we disciplined enough to be so serious and committed to development? Clarity. A clear sense of direction. Praise the Lord. So when we talk about faithfulness here, let me summarize it in a, in a very simple way. Faithfulness had to be your commitment to principles. Your commitment to principles. Principles of God, principles of your nation, principles of marriage, principles of 
society, culture, system, governance, and principles that have to do with your personal life. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 4. I'll be teaching a lot this morning. So please be prepared to turn your Bible to different scriptures as we go along. First Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? I'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 3, but I want us to look at verse number 2. Verse 1 to verse 3. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ. Praise the Lord. As of the ministers of Christ and steward of the mysteries of God. Praise the Lord. Moreover, it is required in steward that a man be found faithful. Praise the Lord. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be what? Judge of you and of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. Now, while I was waiting on God and I was believing God and I was like saying, Lord, we need to pray this month. We need to trust God for intervention. We need to believe God by faith. We need to believe God to provide and all these things. And I got to understand that the problem is not on the provision of God. The problem is not even on God's side. But the problem is on our side. And the question that I had was, are we faithful for God to bless us? Are we faithful for God to heal us? Are we faithful for God to provide for us? Are we faithful for God to, to open doors for us? Are we faithful? Praise the Lord. And this has been the problem in the body of Christ. Because many people claiming the promises of God yet unfaithful. Praise the Lord. Many people proclaiming and even praying and shouting hallelujah. Believing God for provision. But the question is are we faithful? Praise the Lord. Because if we are unfaithful, how do we expect God to be faithful to us? Now, I'm not saying that your faithfulness is predicated upon God's own faithfulness. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that God will expect us to be faithful. God wants us to be faithful. And God instructs us to be faithful as believers. So look at the instruction here. The Bible says, Paul's exaltation to this church of Corinth was that a man should be so account of us as of a minister of Christ and a steward of the mysteries of God. Which means that every child of God is a minister of Christ. It doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor, you have to be an apostle, you have to be you know, a teacher or whatever evangelist. No, that is not what it means here. It means that you as a child of God, you are a minister of Christ. Praise the Lord. You are a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your life is John 3.16. When they see you, they ought to see 2 Corinthians 5.17. Praise the Lord. When they see you, they ought to see the newness of Christ. They ought to see St. John 3, 16 in you. They ought to see the righteousness of God in our lives. Praise the Lord. Which clearly implies that our lives are an evidence of the character and the integrity of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says a man ought to be so account of us as of the ministers of Christ. And it says as a steward of the mysteries of God. Which means that the Bible says we are partakers of the heavenly calling. Not only that, the Bible says we are seated together in heavenly places. Hallelujah. The Bible also says that we are joint heirs with Christ. All of these things the Bible says, praise the Lord. The Bible says that we are a royal priesthood, we are a holy nation, according to First Peter 
we are peculiar people and the bible says that we ought to show forth take note of this now we ought to show forth the praises of him who had called us praise the lord so which means that the world wants to see the world is waiting like what romans chapter 8 says that the, the, the entire earth grown and await for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of god praise the lord now in this regard when you look at this particular verse that we've just read it says that we should be accounted for as the ministers of christ and a steward of the mysteries of god imagine that you are part of the steward of the mysteries of god do you know what is the mystery of god the mystery of god is the most important thing in the entire universe both here in on earth and also in heaven the mystery of god is the most important aspect of this entire life that we live the mystery of god is the most important aspect in eternity so the bible says that we are what we are partakers and we are ministers and steward of the ministry and the steward of the what of the what of the mysteries of 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 god now look at verse 2 it says this is why i brought you here it says moreover it is required so because you are a minister of christ and because you are a steward of the mysteries of god praise the lord it is required in steward that a man be found faithful so now that you are a steward of the mysteries of christ the expectation is that you should be what found faithful we should be found faithful in other words faithfulness is the identity of anyone that is a partaker of the mystery of christ faithfulness is the identity of anyone that is a steward of the ministry and the mystery of christ praise the name of the lord jesus christ so as ministers of christ hallelujah our identity is what faithfulness as stewards of christ our identity is what faithfulness so when they look at you as a child of god the expectation of the world is to see what faithfulness hallelujah so when the bible says that we must be what uh, uh faithful it is not just mere requirement it is because faithfulness is the core of our commitment and our consecration unto god it says but with me it is a very small thing that i should be judge of you or of man's judgment see i judge not my own self so paul is saying i take time to judge myself and make sure that i'm faithful and make sure that i'm in line with god's word before judging others or before allow others to judge me now let's go to genesis let's start from there now since the fall of man our human character has changed praise the lord our human character has changed from perfection to imperfection praise the name of the lord because god made man in his image and likeness praise the lord and everything was perfect the bible says everything was very good but since man sinned against god the bible says the nature of man became very very corrupt everything was was sinful praise the lord so everything moved from being perfect to imperfection from being righteous to unrighteousness from being holy to being unholy and everything was corrupt the bible says that the foundation of the earth according to the book of psalm has has changed its cause praise the lord and so our character is polluted our character be, being defied because of sin praise the lord and as such it is even difficult to see a faithful person it is difficult to see a faithful man it is difficult to see a faithful woman after man sinned against god instead of you seeing a perfect being that is the image and the representative of christ you see a corrupt man you see a corrupt woman that is why david could cry and say in sin did my mother conceived me 
says, Oh wretched man that I am. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, David was saying that this nature, this Adamic, it is called the Adamic nature. Praise the Lord. This nature of sin does not represent God, does not represent Christ anymore, but it represents corruption, it represents negativity, evil, and sinful practices. How I pray that that will not be your case in Jesus' name. And so it is very rare, very, very difficult for you to look out there and see a faithful person. Faithful. May I say this to you? It is easy for you to go out there and see someone who is an intellectual, highly educated. It can be very, very, very smart, but still unfaithful. Praise the Lord. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for a rich man. You can easily find a rich man out there, but he can still be rich and yet unfaithful. Oh, I'm looking for somebody that is very, very relational. It can still be very, very good, very, very um, relational. It can be an extrovert, but, but yet at the same time, he's still what? Unfaithful. But when we talk about faithfulness, take note of this now. Pay attention. Very, this is very, very important. Faithfulness is not perfection. Faithfulness is not perfection. I must say that again. I have a reason why. Faithfulness is not perfection. And when we talk about faithfulness, it is a level of commitment. It is a level of consecration. It is a level of discipline. Praise the Lord. Now, why do I say this? There are people who are faithful but yet weak. There are people who are faithful but yet inadequate. There are people who are faithful but yet unqualified. There are people who are faithful but still ignorant. There are people who are faithful and capable of making mistakes. So it doesn't mean that because you make mistakes, you are not faithful. It doesn't mean that because you are inadequate, you are not faithful. It doesn't mean that because you are unqualified, means you are not faithful. No. There are people out there. In fact, there is no human being upon the face of the earth that will say they are faithful and never made a mistake. If you look at it from Genesis to Revelation, all the men of God that served God were very, most of them were very, very faithful, but yet they have some mistakes, they have some hurts that they, I mean, they go through in life. There are certain challenges that they had to deal with. So faithfulness is not perfection. Faithfulness is a level again. It's a standard of commitment, consecration. It's a level of loyalty, discipline. Praise the name of the Lord. To a person or to principles. Remember my definition. Hallelujah. So faithfulness is very, very important. Proverbs chapter um, 20 verse 6. The Bible says something. That every man proclaim his own goodness. But a faithful man who can find. Proverbs. Are we there? Chapter 20. Chapter 20. Are we ready for this? Thank you, Jesus. 20. Are we ready for this? Verse number 6. I'll read verse 6. It says, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. Do you see that there? Goodness is that equality. Yes. Goodness is a very, very good quality. Praise the Lord. So it says, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but, you see that? But, there's a problem. But a faithful man who can find. There are people who are even good but not faithful. I hope we're understanding what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. There are very nice people there out there, but they're not faithful. Praise the Lord. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make some 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 point in I mean after uh, um, let's keep go going on. You I'll, I'll bring you some point that, that will baffle your mind, that will shock you. Because sometimes what we see out there is loyalty, but we think that uh, that is just faithfulness in itself. Praise the Lord. But no. 
There are people who are very loyal to their job but still unfaithful. Praise the Lord. That is why I say faithfulness has to do with what? Consecration, commitment. Loyalty is part of it, but there's a difference between loyalty and faithfulness. I can give you a clear example. People that work at the bank, this is just an example though, right? I'm not saying this is what this is the, the actually, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's just an example. People that work in the bank, do you know there are thieves that work in the bank? Yes. But why is it that they don't steal? Why didn't they steal? They, you see, that is loyalty. But personally, the person can be a thief. But because they are loyal to the job, right? Why? They don't want to lose the job. Number one. Number two, they know if they get caught, they'll pay for it, right? There's a consequence. So they don't do it. But it's not because, it's not because they are faithful. It's because they are just what? Loyal to the job. So that's a different aspect. But we get to that. Now, take note of this. The Bible says, every man proclaim his own goodness. So you see some people are being good. They are engaged in activities. They are engaged in program. But yet, the Bible says they are not faithful. And God is saying, according to the word of God, he's saying, a faithful man, who can find? Which also revealed to me that faithfulness has to uh, come from the heart. Faithfulness is a heart condition. Faithfulness comes from your spirit man. Praise the Lord. So for someone to say, I am faithful, it must be something that is from your heart. Not only that, it's a level of consecration. It's a level of discipline. Faithfulness is a character. It's a character. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, initially, there was one commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve. He says, thou shalt not... I mean, they should not touch the, the tree that has the knowledge of good and evil and that they should not eat of it. Praise the Lord. But right from the day man sinned against God, take note now, take note, I'm going somewhere. The moment man sinned against God, instead of one commandment that God required obedient, there were a lot of other commandments. Now thou shalt not lie came into existence. Thou shalt not commit adultery came into existence. Thou shalt not uh, convert thy neighbor's wife came into existence. Oh, thou shalt, thou shalt not uh, call the name of the Lord in vain. There were so many thou shalt not. Now from the Old Testament, not just after man sinned against God, but from the Old Testament until the time of grace, when the dispensation of grace was abolished, we see that God established laws. So before it was one law, don't touch, don't eat of the tree. But since the nature of man is now corrupted, it's messed up, hallelujah, and there is no, no, no standard, no character, no level of, 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 of faithfulness, God brought about many commandments, many laws, many instructions to say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do And all these instructions from God, in other words, God is saying, I am trying to protect you from hurting yourself. Praise the Lord. So in other words, Faithfulness is, is, is a war. Faithfulness is that principle, that standard that preserves you from being hurt. That's one part of it. That's just one part of it. But on the other hand, again, faithfulness has to do with God restraining you. Restraining you from being sinful. Restraining you from being hurt by the powers of darkness. Praise the name of the Lord. Now follow me carefully. God says, thou shalt not this, thou shalt not that, thou shalt not so many other commandments. So, take note of, of this now. That you and I will be able to live 
peaceably with others, that's number one. You and I will be able to live a life that is reliable, a life that is trustworthy. You and I will be able to make progress. You and I will have a clear sense of direction. Because if there are no laws, if there are no rules and regulations, praise the Lord, others will take advantage of other people. Many will end up becoming a victim. Praise the Lord. And many things will go wrong. Many things. Remember I told you, the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the foundation of the earth has gone out of cause. Praise the Lord. Now, these are the same reasons why government instituted laws. There are laws that govern a nation. There are laws that govern even in a village. Even in a village where we have illiterate people, they live in that village. They still have laws. They still have rules. They have regulations concerning their farm, concerning their children, concerning someone else's wife. They will tell you, if you do this, they will kill you. If you do this, they will take you to the court. If you do this, you must answer. Why? Because they know that we are corrupt beings. We are sinful beings with sinful nature. Praise the Lord. And we've lost the virtue of faithfulness. We've lost the virtue of perfection. We've lost the virtue of godliness. We've lost the virtue of excellence. So there is now a law. Or there are now laws that govern our lives to put barriers to protect us against one another. That's number one. Number two, those laws are there not only to protect us, but to guide us, to help us, to enhance our lives so that we'll be able to live a life of fulfillment. A life that guided towards development and progress. These are the reasons why in your, your nation or in your city where you live, even here in Toronto, Canada, there are those laws that have been instituted, rules and regulations that if you break them, praise the Lord, you're going to pay the consequence. If you break them, you're going to be fined. If you break them, you're going to be disciplined. If you break them, you're going to be in, in, uh, uh, in prison. Why? Why? You know what the world is saying? The world is saying there is a missing axe head. The government is saying there is a missing axe head. And that missing axe head is what? Faithfulness. In other words, they are saying, they are placing a demand upon everyone that you must be what? Faithful. Praise the Lord. So whether you like it or not, you must be faithful to the laws of the Lamb. You must be faithful to the, the, the principles of... It's everywhere. It's not just the laws of the land. Even a small place called your home, there are laws, there are rules and regulations. You don't just live anyhow, even in your own home, because your parents will tell you, don't do this, don't do that. Or your mom will tell you, get out. If this is the way you're going to live, you're going to leave my house. Am I right? What are those principles meant for? They are guarding you towards faithfulness. Praise the Lord. They are saying, we've missed out on this character of faithfulness, and so now it is required. Whether you like it or not, it's by force. Praise the Lord. Because if not, we're going to live in anarchy. Praise the Lord. If, if we're not faithful to one another, we're not faithful to the system, the structure, the laws of the land, there's going to be problem. There's going to be insecurity. Praise the Lord. Now, take note. Take note. Let me reveal certain things to you again. Those rules and regulations are meant to punish any lawbreakers. They are meant to punish anyone that is unfaithful. So the moment you jump beyond those laws and you do things wrongfully you're going to pay for it now take note of this now our world is full of gifted people as i said hallelujah they can still be gifted but still unfaithful our world is full of people who are very intelligent but still unfaithful strong still unfaithful powerful and still unfaithful praise the lord people who lack integrity are known to be unfaithful people hallelujah you can be talented and yet unfaithful you don't have the character praise the lord 
And if you don't have the character, you end up being a disaster. Now, let me say this to you. Hmm. There's a very high demand for faithfulness. A very high demand for faithfulness and a very high demand for faithful people throughout every sphere of life. I'll give you another example. These are some of the reasons why when you go out there, if you want to buy a house, the very first thing they ask you for is your credit. You know what that means? So I want to buy a house. Even though you go, you, you, you're going to have your money, even if you can afford the house cash, the bank will tell you they want to check your credit. Why is that so? You know what they are telling you? We cannot trust you. Praise the Lord. And the only way we can trust you is to know if you are faithful with your debt, your bills. So they go through your credit. What are they requesting for? Your result, your faithfulness. See how you are faithful in paying this debt, paying this bill, paying that, paying this credit card, paying that, paying. You know what they are telling you? We are looking for a faithful man to give our money. We're looking for a faithful individual to entrust thousands of dollars into your hands. You want to buy a car, they will ask you for credit. Praise the Lord. You go to a certain place, they will ask you for all kinds of information. I remember the other day I went to uh, Western Union and they were asking me a lot of questions that almost got me angry. Praise the Lord. Oh, why are you sending this money? Or oh, who send you this money? What is the purpose of the money? Or oh, your date of birth? And where are you from? What is your original country of birth? And all this, I'm like, just for money? I get so mad. And I'm like, Lord, why all these things? And lo and behold, while I was doing my message, the Spirit of God says, well, this was exactly what I was trying to reveal to you. Praise the Lord. And these are some of the, uh, uh, the things that you and I will go through in life. But what we don't understand is that because the world is a corrupt world and our lives are corrupt because of sin, praise the Lord, the demand for faithfulness is still necessary. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is just in our, in our, uh, 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 our lives outside of the will of uh, outside of the word of God. Our social life, praise the Lord, our domestic life demand that you and I must be faithful. How much more when it comes to the things of God? So you go out there, they ask you for your, your credit, they ask for an interview, apply for a job, and then they have to interview you. What are they trying to say? Directly or indirectly, we want to know you more. If you're a faithful man, if you can handle the job, if you can deliver. That is what they are asking for. They ask for some background information. They do some background check. They ask for police clearance. Why are they asking for all those things? To check if you have not committed crime. They want to know if you are a what? A faithful person. Praise the Lord. That is the honest truth. That is the honest truth. That is what they are looking for. They ask for a reference. You apply for certain things, even with your, your identity, your passport, your birth certificate and stuff and things. They tell you you have to have a reference here. You have to have a, a guarantor here and there. It's on your forms. You have to do all these things. What are they trying to say? They are trying, the world is trying to say to you, we don't trust you until we have somebody that could represent you, which means that you are not faithful. Am I making sense to you this morning? So what I'm teaching you this morning is very, very important. Very, very important for you as a child of God. Hallelujah. That is why I titled this message this way. Faithfulness, God's requirement, and what? Man's request. Hallelujah. 
You go to a place, they ask you for your social insurance number. You show them, you tell them, you say, oh, my name is Adolphus. What's the last name? You say, Mavijon. Okay, they, 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 they put it through. They see, yes, it's Mavijon. They say, do you have your driver's license? They want it still. Do you have your social insurance number? They want it. You have an idea on you. If you want to travel, they don't just say, okay, we trust you. Jump into the plane, get your ticket and just go. No. You have to go for an interview. And the interviewer will ask you, what is it that you have here that we can trust you that if you go, you, you're not going to stay, you're going to come back. Do you have a house? Do you have a bank book? Do you, are, you, are, you, are you married? Um, um, what is it? You're doing business. Are you, do you have a job? You know what? They're trying to say, we don't trust you that if you go, you will come back. Right? But the only way we can trust you is because if we can find certain things that we know this thing can tie you down here, we know that no matter how far you go, you'll come back. What are they trying to say? They're trying to say that we are requesting for your faithfulness because no one is trustworthy. Praise the name of the Lord. Why we live in a world of sin, we live in a world and an, a society wherein our, our life, not just the spiritual life, but physically, our true identity has been corroded by sin. And so even you and I, it's difficult for you to trust somebody. Let's be honest. Can you just meet somebody for the first time? You meet that person for the first time. You don't even know them. You don't know their, their name. You give them one million dollars. Say, please keep it for me. Why won't you do that? <laughs> because what? You don't trust them. But do you know before man sinned against God, that was what it should be. And that was how God designed the world to be. A peaceful place that we can trust each other. All these issues of racism and discrimination and tribalism, uh, regionalism, segregation, and all these things that are happening in our world today, even with the politics and all of that, it has to do with just one thing, lack of faithfulness. So when the Bible says, every man proclaim his goodness, but a faithful man who can find, the Bible is true. A faithful man is one that can be trusted. Who can we trust? Who can we depend upon? The world is asking just one question. Can we trust you? Can we trust you? So even if you have your cash, they'll still go check your record, uh, report. They'll still go check your uh, credit. They still need your police clearance and all these things for certain things. And they'll tell you, we don't trust you. But the only way we can trust you is to have all these things verified so the world is saying we cannot trust you now listen to this now hmm. do you know that god is not looking for a gifted man god is not looking for one that is very very talented he gave those talents and give to you god is looking for that faithful character in you it is interesting you know even in the churches today when people want to have a pastor they'll go and say well we we need you to have a ba ma phd and all these requirements to become the pastor of the church trust me even sit and have those degrees he can present them to you there are people with those degrees and they are still not faithful two things that you ought to do number one ask for the perfect will of god number two you ask for god's instruction and direction and if it is the will of god and then um, number three, make sure the person is called 
And then number four, you make sure that the person is faithful. But most of the time, people don't pay attention to these things. They look at the superficial. Oh, I want to marry this guy. Why? Oh, he's rich. Oh, he has a house. Oh, he's nice. Oh, he's looking good. He's cute. Oh, you know, he's very popular. Oh, he has a big business. He can still marry you, being popular, being rich, being nice, being handsome, but you'll be number 35 in his life. You'll be in the house, but you are number 35. He will go out there and kiss all the other girls, and when he comes home, all that he does is to say goodnight. Why? Because he's not... Thank you. He's not faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So even God is not looking for a gifted person. God is looking for a person of faithful character. The question that I would love to ask us this morning is, are we faithful? The Bible says that God himself is faithful. Now, I, I used to say this, and I, um, permit me to repeat myself today again. There's not a single instruction in the Bible that God gave to us that he requested that we should be or do that he himself is not doing. So when he says be holy, he says why? The reason is because I'm holy. Praise the Lord. He says thou shalt not lie because God never... You get the point now. Praise the Lord. So anything that God tells you not to do, it means that he's not doing it. Anything that God is requesting that you should do, it means that he himself is practically living in this. The Bible says that God is faithful according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says God is faithful. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says that he is faithful. He keepeth his covenant. Isaiah 49 verse 7 says he is faithful in all his ways. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24. He says faithful is he that calleth thee. God is faithful to his word. Hallelujah. God is faithful. In fact, Jesus is referred to as the faithful high priest, according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. The Bible also says that he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, according to 1 John chapter 1, verse 19. God is faithful. Jesus is called faithful, according to Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. In fact, the covenant of our salvation is based on the promises between Abraham and God. And that covenant is tied to the faithfulness of Abraham. The Bible says we are covered, we are sealed, and we are saved through the faithfulness of Abraham, according to Galatians chapter 3, verse number 9. So when we're talking about faithfulness here, what are we talking about? We're talking about the character of God. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense to you now? Now let's go to our text. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's just the foundation we've laid. Let's look at the book of Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I hope you're blessed this morning. Daniel chapter 6. Let's be very fast. Let's see something very interesting here. Daniel chapter 6. I'll be reading from verse 1 down to verse 5. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom of uh, to set over the kingdom and hundred and twenty princes which should be over the whole kingdom and over these three uh, presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the prince might give account unto them and the king should have no damage. Hallelujah. The king should have no damage. Praise the Lord. Verse number three. Then look at this verse. Then this Daniel was what? 
He was preferred above the president and princes. Hallelujah. Why? There's a reason. The reason why he was preferred. The reason why they decided to choose Daniel. The reason why he was an outstanding man. He was a man of integrity. He was faithful. Look at this. Look at this. He said, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Praise the Lord. Because there is what? Because an excellent spirit was in Daniel. An excellent spirit was in Daniel. An excellent spirit was in him. What is that excellent spirit? We're going to define that. An excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The king thought to set him over. He was a foreigner. But yet he had an excellent spirit. Praise the Lord. The king decided to set him over princes and over uh, presidents and over all the regions and all of that. And the people became very envious about him. They were jealous. They were bitter because of this. Hallelujah. Verse 4, look at what it says. Then the president and princes sought to find occasion, you see that there, against Daniel concerning the kingdom. They, they look at it. They say, you know what? Hmm. This man, a foreigner. And then, why is it that they, they're going to place him over every one of us? Let's find a way out to hurt this man. And look at it. The Bible says, but they could not find. They look out for an opportunity, a loophole to hurt the man. But they could not find none occasion. They could not find none occasion. They could not find none occasion. They could not find what? None occasion. They could not find what? None occasion of fault. There was no chance. Why? Look at the reason for the excellent spirit. The Bible says, for as much as he was faithful. So that excellent spirit is called the spirit of faithfulness. He was faithful, number one. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. That's why he was qualified to be there. So now, take note now, take note. If I let me finish this, then I will go to the point. The Bible says, then said these men, then said this man, we shall not find any occasion against, look at it, they, they, in fact they spell it out clearly, there's no way we can get this guy, this guy is committed, this guy is faithful, this guy is honest, this guy has integrity, this guy is committed this guy is loyal, this guy is everything, and so there's no way we can hurt this man, he says the only way we can hurt this man is to go after the commitment that he has for the God that he serves, can you imagine this what what, what <sighs> This is deep. This is really deep. Look at this. Then this man, the Bible says what? They said what? They said what? One more time. They said what? The Bible says, then said this man, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. And look at what he said here, verse 4. He said there was no fault found in him, neither any occasion of error or mistake or whatever he was faithful then they confess that this man was faithful they cannot find any occasion against him the bible says except do you see that except there except we find it against him concerning the law of what his god then they knew that the man was so committed to his god that because of his god there is no way we can get him because of his God, the man is so faith, faithful to God. Take note now, faithful to God that the only way we can get him is to go towards the issue that has to do with his faithfulness of God 
and make a decree. And they did that. They made a decree. They made another God. And they were saying that anyone that will not bow down to this God when they had the trumpet and the sound and all of this, and they should bow down, Daniel said, no way, I won't. That was the only way they were able to get rid of the man. Now, I wish I was talking about that commitment of Daniel, his loyalty to God and consecration and every other thing. Man, it will take us years. We won't be able to finish it. But let's just at least pinch a little bit out of this. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 4. When they discovered they find no fault in him, they realized the man was faithful. There was no occasion. And then that was when they decided to attack his commitment, attack his relationship with God. Praise the Lord. <sighs> now take note. The reason why this man was promoted, the reason why this man excelled is because of his faithfulness. So while I was trusting God for a word, while I was believing God, as to, you know, it's, in, it's the first week of the month and it's the first Sunday. What are we going to do? I begin to discover and realize that because of the faithfulness of this man, he prospers. Because of the faithfulness of this man, he was promoted. Because of the faithfulness of this man, he became the head. Because of the faithfulness of this man, a lot of things happen. And so let me say this to you, beloved. Sometimes, let's be really, really honest to each other. You know, it breaks my heart because what we see in, 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 in the Christian faith today is that people are trying to preach something to you to make you feel good. We have this feel-good syndrome kind of message and they are lying to you and deceiving you and making you feel that, oh, you know, this is the way it works and, and don't worry about it. God understands it. It's a lie. God is a God of principle. God is a God of standard. Praise the Lord. There are certain things that for you as a child of God, you ought not to pray for. It's a waste of time. There are certain things for you as a child of God, you have no business calling heaven, no business calling the name of Jesus concerning that thing. Matthew 6.33 clearly tells you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All these things shall be added. Now anything that God has called thing that ought to be added to you, you ought not to pray for it. Did you understand? God already said, seek my kingdom and my righteousness. That's all you need. Afterwards, all that you, 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 you're believing for or you hope to get will be what? Added. Now, anything that should be added, it means that somebody is responsible to add those things to you. Praise the Lord. Now, who is the person responsible to add those things to you? Is God himself. But then this God himself is saying, I am first. The kingdom, the king of the kingdom, I am first. Put me first. Put the level of my righteousness first, praise the Lord. And then other than that, you're going to struggle. But if you do so, he says all these things. So there are some things you ought not to pray for. As a child of God, all you need to do is to pay attention to the kingdom, the king of the kingdom, and righteousness. That is why the Bible says, righteousness exalt a nation. Praise the Lord. That is why the Bible says that thou shalt be established. In righteousness shall thou be established. Did you get that? Now, people, if you ignore righteousness, and if you ignore the principles of God, you're going to suffer casualty. You're going to be breaking your head, praying and praying. And that is why some people will tell you, I have prayed for years, and I haven't seen anything happen. I stopped praying. Check them. 
You know why? They don't pay attention to the aspect of righteousness. And one of the core aspects of righteousness is faithfulness. Praise the Lord. One of the most important aspects, all we're talking about righteousness, is faithfulness. Because until you are faithful, you are not righteous. And you cannot be righteous and be unfaithful. It's not possible. Am I making sense this morning? So, when you look at the scriptures and you look at the principles of God's word, if you pay attention to the king and the kingdom and his righteousness, everything shall be added unto thee. So, that is the secret of Daniel. Daniel goes into Babylon. The man was faithful to God. The man was walking in righteousness. And that's why the man excelled. He had wisdom. The Bible says there was an excellent spirit in him. And then the Bible says he was elected to be what? The leader among all of them. He was the best. And they plotted against the man. And yet the man, you look at what happened at the end, throwing the man into the lion's den, he came out with flying colors un untouched. Praise the Lord. The man was untouched. Hallelujah. The man was preserved by God. Listen to this. If Daniel had, let me just, let me just paraphrase or summarize the text. If Daniel had eaten of those, 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 things offered to idols right or if daniel had defiled himself if daniel had acted in unfaithfulness when he was thrown into that uh, lion's den you know what would have happened to him the lion would have eaten him up you know why because the aroma the smell of those meat and all those things that he has eaten will defile him i'm telling you a lot of things would have corrupted the man's life that would have hurt him. You remember we were studying on Friday. We were studying about, uh, what's her name again? Um, what's the lady's name? This woman. Remember on Friday we had, we, we, we were talking about Jezebel, right? We remember that the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 2 that Jezebel taught the men to commit fornication. Remember that? And that they should, it was, uh, they should be seduced. And then uh, they should uh, eat things offered to idols. You remember that? So I said something on Friday that anytime you eat things that offer to idols, you are attracted to the wrath of God, to the judgment of God. You are exposed. Why? Because you are defiled. And that is the intention of Jezebel. So equally so, this was the intention of these people. That this man would have defiled himself, then he would have become a prey to the lion. I mean, a victim to the lions. Hallelujah. And then eventually he would have lost his life. Now look at this man. He was so faithful. He was so loyal. He was so committed to God and to the principles of God to the extent that his life was not important to him. His life was not important to him. In other words, Daniel was saying, I honor God and I honor the principle and the standard of God's word above my life. So in other words, he's saying, I valued God more than my life. I valued the word of God more than my life. I Listen, many of us, we compromise because of reputation. You compromise because of position. You compromise because of an opportunity. You compromise because of certain things around you. Praise the Lord. We compromise because of certain things around you. You're not committed to God. You're not committed to the things of God. Why? Because your mindset is centered on material things. You focus on material things. You pollute your life. You go into sinful practices. You end up compromising with the world. Why? Because instead of you paying attention to the kingdom and the king and his principles, you are paying attention to the things of the world. Now let me say something regarding faithfulness again. Remember the Bible says it is required that a steward be found faithful. 
Remember the Bible also says, a faithful man who can find. Now, let me tell you something. I was telling you, I said I'm going to make some very important point that has to do with faithfulness and loyalty. Hallelujah. Now, there are people out there who assume to be faithful, but what we, we don't know is that these people are actually loyal, but deep down in them, they are not faithful. And the reason why they are loyal is because of certain rules and regulations. They are loyal because of consequences. They are loyal because of certain things. Praise the Lord. Now, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Hmm. These people are not faithful. They are loyal because they know very well that if they break certain principles, there's going to be consequence. And so because of those consequences or a, a particular kind of, of, of discipline, they decided to abide. Praise the Lord. They decided to abide. But deep down in their heart, it is something that they want to do. It is a lifestyle that they want to live. And, and, and it is something that they really they want to engage in. But because there is a law that says if you break this, if you get into this, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. They don't do it. So deep down in their heart, they have it in there. Praise the Lord. But practically they don't do it. Why? Because of the consequences. That is not faithfulness. That is loyalty. Praise the Lord. So many are committed and they are loyal. Why? Because of necessities. Because of necessities. You say what? You know what? I will do this because of what I want. People go to a particular place of work. They don't like the manager. They don't even like the job they are doing. They don't like the environment. But because they have to pay their bills, what's going to happen? They stay. Thank you. I'll go to work. You work, I work too. Am I right? Do you like your manager? <laughs> Do you like the people that are walking around? Your supervisors and others, they curse you. What are you doing here? What the, mm, uh, mm, uh, mm. Every day you go there, you say, Lord, why am I here? Lord, I'm tired with these people. Lord, I don't like, they don't like me. I don't even like them. But God, but you think about the bills that are coming. You say, but Lord, sometimes you are tired. You are being beaten down physically, emotionally. You are worn out. But you remember, you've absent two days. And you have just one more <laughs> day. And you're like, God, I don't want to get fired. I have to take care of my children, my family. Are you telling me that you are faithful? Huh? So you, you pick up your bag and, and you are dashing. You are running. I mean, it's 100 kilometers an hour. You are running 120. You are breaking all the laws to get to that same job that they don't like you. Is it because what? You are faithful to the job? You're just loyal. So it's different. So people are loyal not only because of consequences, but they, they are loyal because of necessities. Because of their need. Others are loyal because of circumstances around. Circumstances. You know, I'm doing it because I have no other option. You know, I'm doing it because uh, if I don't do it, they will not give me this or this will not happen. There are some women who got into a marriage and then eventually they realize what they got themselves into. Like the Bible says, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers, right? And then they say, you know what? You know, I can't leave this man now or I can't leave this woman now. And you know, I'm just going to manage. They know they don't like the man. They don't like the woman. But they are there because, uh, you know, I came from a very poor family. And so, you know, he's the one paying the bills. He's the one taking care of this and doing that, 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 that. So I'm going to stay. Why? Because of circumstances. Praise the Lord. You are doing certain things and you know very well that you don't like it. You don't want it. And it's not good for you. It's not helping you. But you are doing it not because you are faithful. But because of the circumstances. Do you know? <laughs> Look at those people who are going through the Mediterranean Sea, right? To come to Europe. And they know they are going to die. 
Some of them know very well that they're going to die. But when they look at the circumstances, the difficulties, and the, the, the amount of trouble and trauma they've gone through, they say, you know what, let me go die over there. If I made it, I made it, right? <laughs> and they just gambled their lives. Some of them actually died and others made it. Why? Because of circumstances. So they were, they were committed to that trip, not because they are faithful to go to where they want to go, but just because of circumstances. So people can be loyal because of necessity. They can be loyal because of the consequences. They can be loyal because of circumstances. But truly, deep down in them, they are not faithful. So that's a different thing. That is why initially when I started off, I said, again, there are people who are faithful but inadequate. Faithful but unqualified. Faithful but uneducated. Faithful but weak, not strong. Those are the people you look for. Don't look for people that are coming around, they are jumping around, moving as if, oh, they are, they are okay. And, you know, you look at them and say, wow, this guy is faithful. This lady is faithful. Oh, this is, this. you are being deceived. They have an agenda. They are running around you. They are pushing all those around you. And then they are coming close just to get to you. So that every time they attach themselves to you and every other thing they are doing, they are doing it. You know, you think that, ah, he loves me. This guy is very nice. This lady is very good. What you don't even know is that they have their agenda. Praise the Lord. See, a man decided to marry to a woman. He said, ah, she's highly educated. Oh, she can take care of my children. Oh, she's this, she's that. All these, those, those things are good. But the question is, does he really love her? No. Oh, she came from a very wealthy background. And the dad is a government minister. And this and that. And that, 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 that. And I mean, marrying to this particular family will, will give me the influence that I want. And will give me the political platform that I'm looking for. But deep down in his heart, he doesn't like this lady. These are some of the reasons why people, they are committed to certain things conditionally. Conditionally. They are committed to certain things conditionally. Do you know? Jesus at one time said to the people, he said, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. You are coming after me not because you love me. Not because you love God. Not because of the word of God that I preach. But because of the bread that I bless and I give to you. That is why you are coming. That is why you are coming. Bro, if God will open the heart of people for you to see those people that you call friends, those people that you call family members, those people that you think they are loyal to you or they are faithful or they are coming, you, you will be shocked. If God will just open your eyes to see the heart of the people or the person next to you, the one that calls himself an armor bearer or, or a, a PRO or maybe the assistant pastor or the supervisor or the director or your husband, in fact, your wife. See, really? So this is your heart towards me. You'll be shocked. That is why, sadly, when some people die, the moment some people die, you see a big change will happen. You'll be shocked. There are pastors who have been in the ministry. They've, they've labored over the years. Labored and suffered and suffered. Believing that God is going to establish the work. God has established the work. And God said, it's time you come home. The moment those men of God pass away, you'll be surprised to see how the pastors under them fighting for property, fighting for things, fighting for position, fighting for names and title. This one will break away. That one will break away. That one will do this. That one will do that. 
You'll be shocked to see your in-laws. Those who are coming, so our wife, oh, our wifey, our wife, oh, our wifey, eh, we love you, our wife, oh, our wifey. Ah! Thank God for a woman like you, our brother made the right choice. The day the man died. Hey, 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 you must leave this house. It's our brother's property. You will hear. You'll be thinking that, oh, but they said they love me. Oh, they were committed to us. Oh, they were very loyal to the You'll be shocked that the one that you thought that loved you the most was an enemy. So Jesus said, you are coming after me, not because you are faithful, but because of what you are getting, the bread. The bread and the fish that you always come around and eat. You're looking for the miracle. Do you know how many people come? You see, if pastors tell you the heartbreak that we go through, you won't believe. I'm telling you. If we, if God will allow you people, church members, to see our heart. I'm not talking about fake pastors. I'm not talking about fake pastors. But sincere pastors. If God will allow you to see our hearts. Hmm? You will go home and cry and cry in tears. You will cry for days and months because some of us were dying in the inside. Some of us were discouraged in the inside. Some of us have been hurt in the inside. Why? You see a member that you have suffered for, you've labored for, you've invested your time in them. You work with them. Some of them, you pull them from the gutter and give them a platform. They turn and stab you at the back. Ah, I thought you were committed to this work. No, I thought you were. You, no, they were just loyal because of time. They were just time managers. They were waiting for time. They were waiting for time. You see a brother that comes to church and he was praying for a job. As soon as he got the job, they say, bro, we have a meeting. I've seen things, though. Me, I've seen things. If I tell you what I've seen, you feel sorry for me. But maybe mine is better if other pastors tell you what they go through. That's why most times they'll tell you pastors die young and they die with heart attack and high blood pressure because after the pain, after the stabbing, and after all, you'll be, you be shocked. People that you thought, oh, I can trust this one. In fact, the time that you, you, you believe that, oh, I have trained this one, I mean, he's already have a foundation. It's the best time to, to help them, to give them a platform. That's the time they'll break away. They'll go start their own church. They'll break away and they'll go start their own church. He'll be wondering and say, where is this coming from? Devil in the, in the name of Jesus, you are a liar. No, no, no. The devil is saying, no, no, no. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. It wasn't me. It was him. He was not honest. He was never faithful to you. Never. You see a man that is laboring, suffering, or a woman that is laboring, she's suffering to take care of the family and take care of everything to make things done. And things go the way you see the man is busy with somebody else. Or the woman is, I, I, I was watching the news the, the other day, they were telling us about a lawyer that, that ended up chasing her husband and died last week. Somebody called her and says, uh, we just saw your husband at the mall with another woman. She was chasing and the husband just go to the highway and she cannot go on the road. Boom! Accident. He was driving and saw the rear mirror of the, the wife dying. He had to get up. The kind was crying, begging the woman. Ah, she's gone. Dead. Unfaithfulness. Praise the Lord. So there are people out there that you may think they are with you, but no way, they are not. Praise the Lord. 
Are you faithful when pastor is around or one pastor is not around? Are you faithful when no one knows what you are doing in secret? Are you faithful when you travel? Are you faithful when you invest in your business? Are you faithful when you are signing those papers? Are you faithful when you are doing those interviews? Are you faithful when you are getting married? Are you faithful when secretly you go, you and your husband, like what happened, and the Bible tells us about what happened in the book of Acts. Ananias and Sapphira, they sold their goods, sold their property, and the man came, not with the entire amount, but they lied. Boom, he died. Because he lied in the presence of God. The wife also came. Boom, she died again. Why? She lied. And they, they, they hurt themselves. They died for nothing. Why? Others were faithful doing it wholeheartedly. They decided to do it and then to dupe God, not knowing that the man of God already knew what was going on. Are we faithful? Judas was with Jesus. Judas was the treasurer. Judas walked with Jesus. Judas performed miracles with Jesus. Judas slept in the same room with Jesus. Judas, we move around with Jesus. Judas did everything with Jesus, but he was never faithful to Jesus. Not until Jesus tell them. When he was saying to them, he says, one of you will betray the son of man and you were shocked to realize that Jesus decided to give him the communion still. And you are also shocked to realize that even Judas was asking Jesus, Lord, is it me? The disciples were saying, Lord, is it me? Lord, is already, he already gone. He already took the price. He negotiated for about what they should pay him. He kept going back. If you read the book of Luke, it, it clearly reveals that Peter has been go, uh, Judas has been going back and forth with the people. But when Jesus said that, he was also asking, Lord, is it me? Lord, is it me? Lord, is it me? He was the very same one. He knew himself, but he was a hypocrite. Praise the name of the Lord. People are committed conditionally, not wholeheartedly. People are committed because of contract. That is why you see in our world today now, people are so smart. And eh? when people, somebody becomes rich, they say, you know, uh, I know I, uh, you said you love me, but uh, if we're going to marry, we're going to sign some contract. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, they do it. My wealth is my wealth. It's not yours. Because hmm? there are gold diggers out there. They know you've labored and built a platform for yourself. You invested and they say, oh, that's the kind of man I'm looking for. Oh, that's the kind of woman. Oh, I see. She's open. She's nice. She's simple. Oh, if I could marry a woman like that, ah, soon she would die or take her away. So now they sign prenuptial agreement. When they sign that prenuptial agreement, you have no right. So things begin to slow down. So those uh, gold diggers begin to say, ah, you're spoiling our business. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense to you this morning? So when we talk about faithfulness, we're talking about a decision that is sincere from the heart. It, it should be born out of integrity. Some people are loyal because of their needs and expectation. Some people are loyal because of certain requirements. These are the reasons why you see some people when they come around you, they anticipated in the next in the next two, three. People are wicked, though. People are very, very deadly and wicked. They will come around, 
In the next few years, they already calculated. They already see where you are going. They've seen your destiny. They've seen a brighter future. They see the promises available. And they know that the hand of God is upon your life. So the moment they come in now, they try to do all the, the, the contract, do all the political thing, and do all the manipulation. So they know in the next three, four years, I'll be here, and then he will be there, and maybe I'll be close by, and in case anything by chance happen, boom, I'll have a platform. Now, if you read, God opened my eyes. Eh? One of these days, I was studying. I was studying, and I was looking at these two people, David and Jonathan. Man, I have preached. I have preached, and I've preached before about Jonathan's commitment, Jonathan's loyalty. Jonathan is faithful. Oh, he he. That is uh, Saul's uh, son, right? Oh, he was committed to David. Oh, he was a man of integrity. But when God opened my eyes to see Jonathan. <laughs> Oh my God. God opened my eyes to see the life of Jonathan. I was like, really, really, really? If you see the covenant that Jonathan made with David, you see, then I wonder why he died. I wonder why he died. With all the promises and all the covenant between him and David, he ended up dying. Him and his father. But when I get to realize what actually transpired between them, I discovered that truly deep down, Jonathan was not as faithful as we thought. He was just loyal. Because look at all the covenant that he, he, he made with David. There was nothing for David. Everything was for him. He said, oh, I know you are going to be the king, but I will be next. Oh, I know you're going to be this, but I'm this. I know you're going to be that, but I'm that. Everything that he was doing was for himself, for himself, for himself. And he never said anything that has to do to the benefit of David. And I wonder, I'm like, what is this guy doing? And lo and behold, he has an agenda. And I wonder why did he die after all that he has done for David? After all his commitment, God began to reveal to me. I understand now. Wow. So we, in our own eyes, we look at it as commitment. But truly, when you look at it deep down, it was not commitment. It was manipulation. So sometimes, even the people that you thought may be loyal to you, may be true to you, may be faithful to you, it's just a matter of time. Let something happen, you will see. Your best friend, you'll be wondering, ah, you, you, you are my buddy, buddy. There's nothing about me that you don't know. They will stab you, boom, like this. Not just uh, 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 People who are, who are terrible to their, their leaders, but also there are leaders who are also terrible to their subject. There are leaders who are self-centered. There are leaders who are wicked. There are leaders who are, who, are, who, are, who are prideful. There are leaders who don't care. They have no mercy, no compassion. And there are those also who have a mindset. It is only when you are relevant, you are important. When you are not relevant, I don't need you. I don't need you. That's the kind of leaders that some people are. It is only when you can make money for them. It's like the culture in, in, in this part of the world. You know, you are only important to your manager. As long as you come to work, he's making the figure, he's making his money, that's all. So if your child is dying at home, he says, I don't care. I have my children too. I have my own responsibility. If your wife had an accident, he says, whatever, but you're late. You're late. You're late. Why should you be late? And da -da 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 he's running his mouth. He doesn't care about you. All that he, he wants is that the work must be done. There are pastors who are like that. There are leaders who are like that. There are husbands who are like that. Self-centeredness. 
So it is only if something goes wrong with you, they don't care. They, they, they forget about all you've labored. They forget about all your sacrifice. They forget about your integrity. They forget about every other thing. And now you know what? They're looking at another sister that comes to the church that will shout and shout and shout, that will sing and praise. And they say, ah, she's faithful. She's committed. So the brother that has been there laboring over the years, the sister that has been there laboring, also these ones are not serious. No, we're looking for, uh, you know, a brand. A brand. So we're waiting for a brother that has a brand, a sister that has a brand. So this guy, when he picks up the mic and he says, In the name of the Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the fire is moving, the fire is moving, the fire is moving, the fire is moving. That's the kind of anointing we're looking for. Yeah. These are the men that God has anointed for the time and the season. What we don't know is that down the road, these very same people that you are elevating, they will stab you and you won't believe. You won't believe. I remember my overseer used to say some things. He said certain things that I, I, will, me, I listen, I listen to people very, very well. At one time he says this. Anything that has been useful to you, any instrument that has been useful to you, never you do away with it. You might need it again. Be careful. There are some people in your life. There are some people in your family. There are some friends. There are some community leaders. There are some church workers. There are some people that you need in your life. There are some leaders. Listen, don't just discard people and do away with them. It's a matter of time. You know the worst case scenario? It's after you've destroyed them or maybe disrespected them, ignored them. The time that you really need them that's the time they would throw you down like you throw them down. And you don't blame them. You say, no, I'm not coming. Oh, the time that I was there for them, that's the only time they knew me. And when something goes wrong, they never showed up. They never cared. They never, never visited me. Never helped me. Never there for me. In fact, they used my name. In this city, in this city of Toronto, I know a pastor had some problem in his life, in his marriage. It was all over the news. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Everywhere and they were talking, this man did that, that, that. He never said a word. God bless him. God bless him. God bless him. God, we were praying for him here. Call a few people were talking and praying for him. At one time, I went to the church and I was praying. He was all over. Oh, this man is this. This man is that. This man is that. And I asked myself, what happened to all these members that he has been praying for? All these people he has been. Some people left the church. Some people did this. He was blackmailed and all that. All kinds of stuff because of his mistake. He moved from Toronto now. I can't mention where he is because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not calling him. Now he's doing very well. He's doing excellent. He's doing good. But what happened to him? Reveal those who were faithful from those who were just loyal because of maybe necessities, because of their needs, or because of certain aspects. You see, God, God is faithful. We must be very careful. Am I making sense to you this morning? People are doing things because they've been monitored. So they are faithful. Why? Because the pastor is watching. They are faithful because the manager is watching the camera. They are looking there. They are, they, you know, so when, when they see, you know, 
They see the manager is coming out. They behave like they are working. They say, hey, you do this. Hey, you do that. They, they will go and take over the job and show themselves and do this and do that. And they say there's a visiting pastor because the visiting pastor is coming. So everybody wants to show face that he's doing something or, you know, but as soon as the pastor turns his back, again, they go back to their level. So they are doing it because they've been monitored. So the moment nobody sees what they're doing, they change. The moment they see, you know, so they, 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 they do things. Some of them for gain. Maybe somebody has promised you, oh, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. So they are committed. They are loyal to that because they're expecting the fulfillment of that promise. Or maybe, I know, after so and so and so time, I'm going to gain this. So as a result of that, they are, uh, 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 they, they, they are loyal, but not faithful. Hallelujah. You should be faithful according to God's word deep down in your heart with a sincere conscience and a clear character. Jesus, listen, was God in the flesh. So faithful to the extent that when he got to Pilate, the Bible says something about him. Pilate says something. He says, I find no fault in him. Just like we just get from the book of Daniel. Look at Daniel again, chapter 6, verse 4. He says they find no, he says, but they could find no occasion of fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error of fault found in him. Sometimes I see people who are disgruntled, people who are bitter, people who are angry. Why I say, but Pastor, I was faithful to this, I was nice, I was doing this, and then they, look at the way they treated me since then. Some people will tell you they don't go to church anymore. Some people will, they, they will tell you, some women will tell you they don't, they, don't, they don't care about men anymore. They don't want to marry. They just want to die like that you know, because of what somebody did to them. Others will tell you, you know, I don't trust women anymore. All these things are happening all because of one thing, unfaithfulness. But then let's look at, let's look at certain things that has to do with faithfulness, the requirement of faithfulness. Number one, you must be faithful to God. Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. I'm going to be fast. Please write that down. You must be faithful to God. You must be faithful to God. Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. Number two, you must be faithful to leaders. You must be faithful to leaders. It may be your husband. It may be your boss, the government, or whatever. Learn to be faithful to people. Learn to be faithful to leaders. Look at, look at this Genesis 39 verse 6. Genesis chapter 39. Faithfulness is rewarding. Eh? Genesis chapter 39. Please write fast because I'm, I'm behind right now. Genesis 39. Are we there? Verse number 6. Thank you, Lord. Are we ready? Let's read together verse number 6. Oh, I'll just read. It says, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. You see that there? That is what? Faithfulness. He can trust Joseph. He left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not what he had. The man doesn't even know. Pharaoh doesn't even know what he had. Who knew what he had? Joseph. Can you imagine? Can somebody trust you to the extent that they can leave their house, leave their bank account, leave everything in your hand and say, don't worry. They don't even know what they have. A business that is booming millions of dollars. Can they trust you that you will not steal? Why? Because you know that God is in charge and God is watching you. Let's read that again. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not 
what he had, save or what? The bread which he did here. Save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph, look, 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 I love this. Joseph was a what? Goodly person, yes? Well favored. You see that there? Because of his commitment, the Bible says he was a goodly person and he was well favored. Goodly person, well favored. Why? He was a man of what? Faithfulness. He was faithful. The reason why people cannot entrust certain things in your hand is because they know you are not faithful. The reason why they cannot entrust their resources, their family, their business or certain things, even to, to, to some personal information. Certain people, you don't discuss certain things with them. Why? Because you don't trust them. Am I right? But if you have what we call the bosom friend, you have somebody that you really, really trust and you know this person is faithful to me, you tell them everything about yourself. The Bible says that Pharaoh had all that he was he, 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 is in his power, but yet he committed everything to Joseph. Can you imagine? Who was Joseph? He was a prisoner. He was Joseph. He got there as a slave. He was also a foreigner. But the Bible says the man, not, he doesn't even know what he had. The only thing that he knew about was the bread that he would eat. Why? Can you imagine kind trust? It means that, bro, this man was so faithful that the king was not afraid. He was not worried. Even his life was in the hand of Joseph. Everything. Can you do that today in, the, in our own days when we, we, we talk about politics? Can you try that? You see, a pastor is not around and he's going <laughs> to allow a brother to take over the church. And he's going to go for maybe for vacation or he, he needs some, some time to rest. And before you know, the man already break away, took the money, took the, he's, he's gone. Started his own unfaithfulness. We must be faithful to each other. Faithful, as I said, to your leader, your pastor, your government, your boss, your husband, your wife, your parent. Learn to be faithful. Listen, one thing I learned from my mother, and I will never forget, and this is one faithfulness. And since the day God opened my eyes to faithfulness, that has been the anchor of my life and ministry all through my life. God is faithful. God is faithful. God, it doesn't matter whether I have or not, God is faithful. Whatever I go through, God is faithful. It does, you know, I depend on the, if you watch me preaching, teaching, I must say these things. I depend on the integrity of God or I depend on the faithfulness. Those are the two things that I hold on to till today. It doesn't matter what I go through. The Bible says everything was handed over to Joseph. So we must be faithful, number one, to God, faithful to, number two, to leaders and, and others. I mean, husbands, wives, and government, you know, people are not faithful these days. You come to the church, the pastor that is preaching for you, preaching to you, praying for you. You are driving home in your car and with other members, you are talking about the same pastor. Oh, yes, they have a meeting and then the pastor made a decision of the pastor's wife. Raise up a hand and made a decision. Oh, that has become the, the message on uh, WhatsApp now. This woman, she's so mouthy. What does she think about herself? Eh? Who does she think that? Ah, because the husband is the pastor. Are we here for her to control us? You're sending message right there, maybe in the church or maybe in your car. And by the time they said amen, the news has already spread about what the pastor's wife said. The world is a dirty place. We must be faithful in our responsibilities. 
We must be faithful, number three, in our responsibilities. Second Chronicles, we're going to stay there a little bit. Second Chronicles chapter 34. Please bear with me. I must finish this message. So I crave your indulgence. Just give me extra time, please. Second Chronicles chapter 24. Are we there? Second Chronicles 34. Yes, 34, not 24. Did I say 24? Sorry about that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to look at this very interesting account. Very, very interesting. Hmm. Are we there? 34. We're going to read 11 and 12. I love this. I love this. We must be faithful to our responsibilities. 24. If you're a businessman, this message is for you too, okay? Second Chronicles 34, 11 and 12. Are we there? Even to the artif artificials and builders gave the eat they gave they eat right to buy hand stone they gave money resources this was the time of the building right they gave them to buy stones and timber do you see that there timber for what for complaining hallelujah and to what to floor the houses praise the lord which the king of judah had destroyed so they were trying to rebuild again right so they gave money for timber they gave money for the builders to do the artifacts to rebuild construction verse 12 the bible says and the men did the work how faithfully do you see that there yes the men did the work faithfully and the overseers of them were jathan and obedah the Levite and the sons of Marari and Zechariah and Meshulam, the sons of the Koshahite, praise the Lord, to set it forward and other of the Levites, all that could skill of instrument of music. So these men, the Bible says, look at the comment there. The Bible says, and the men did the work faithfully. Why did they did the work faithfully because they were what faithful men you see that is why the new testament says that the thing that we've learned and heard paul says that timothy must commit them to faithful men who will be able to teach others also if the people are not faithful you are giving them things you are handing over things you are, you're just wasting your time it's like pouring water on the dog's back praise the lord commit them to faithful men these are men who were responsible and because of the responsibility to rebuild the house, the Bible says, these men, they did the job how? Faithfully. Praise the Lord. The question is, are we serving God faithfully? If they give you an assignment in the church, give you a particular responsibility here and there, are we doing it faithfully? When we do it faithfully, God will be glorified in Jesus' name. Number four, number four, we must be not only faithful in our responsibilities, we must be faithful in our resources, in our resources, praise the name of the Lord. Faithful in resources, in our resources, in the resources of other people, we must be faithful. You must be faithful in resources. Second Kings chapter 12 verse 15, Second Kings chapter 12. Second Kings chapter 12. Are we there? Verse number 15, Second Kings 12 verse 15. Hallelujah. Are you ready for this? He said, moreover, they reckon not with the men. They reckon not with the men. Why? Why? They reckon not with the men into whose hands they delivered the money to be bestowed of workmen. Hallelujah. For they dealt how? They dealt faithfully. They didn't go back to say, tell me how much you spend. 
Oh, come and give account. You know, and how much for this? What was this? How did you pay this? And how much does this cost? No, the Bible says they did not even reckon. They did not even ask them to give account. Why? They have the fear of God. They, they are people of character. They are, they, they, they are, I mean, trusted. These are people that will not steal. These are people that will not lie. These are people that will not take what belongs to them. These that will not uh, be belongs to others. These are people that will not corrupt themselves. They will not defile themselves because of wealth or riches. The Bible says they did the work. How? Faithfully. Faithfully. Praise the Lord. You are doing something you are disgruntled. You are doing something you are bitter. You are doing something you say, I'm just doing it because, you know, because he's the pastor. He, he, he has to control me. I'll do it anyways. There's no reward. There's no reward. Or you're doing certain things, you know, everything has become commercialized now. People don't serve God because they love God. They do whatever they are doing because they get paid. So you see, keyboardists will only play for the pastor, play for that church when they pay him. If you don't pay him, they don't play. No pay, no play. No play, no pay. Praise the Lord. See, you have to employ singers to come. Ungodly, unbelieving singers, they come and sing. Then you pay them. You know, and if you don't pay them, they don't sing. And then no singing, no pay. No pay, no singing. We don't need them. Thank God we don't do that here. Praise the Lord. The Bible said these people were faithful. They were faithful to the resources that they had. They didn't just spend it anyhow. They spent it right. That's number one. And then number two, they did it accordingly. Which means that they just oh, you know what? Because the money is here, let's just waste it. And it's for the job, just do it anyhow. No. They did it accurately, effectively, productively, rewardingly, honestly, in a godly manner. They were faithful both in resources of the project and in also their own resources also. Number five, we must be faithful in money matters. We must be faithful in money matters. Those people were not calling to account. They gave account for themselves because they were honest. Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 13. Nehemiah 13 13. Nehemiah 13 13. If you're there before me, you read please. Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 13. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 13 13. My pages are sticking. Are you ready? What does it say? Can we read together? After two, go. And I made treasurers. I made what? Treasurers. Do you see that there? Over the treasuries. Look at their names. Shelimi, the priest, and Zadok, the scribe, and of the Levites. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pidia, the next of them was Hanan, the son of Zakur, the son of Matania. Look at this. Look at this. For they were what? Counted faithful. They were counted what? Faithful. One more time. They were counted faithful and their office was the what? Was to distribute to their brethren. They were so faithful that they gave them resources. They gave them money. They said, what you have to do is like they were paymasters. You are responsible to pay the others. 
You know, this won't work in Africa. <laughs> it's okay. You are so faithful. And as such, we want to assign you. Go and pay these ones. Pay this one. Pay that. Da, 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 da. Come see. In fact, I remember several years ago, I was dealing with the issue where the paymaster had people, they call them ghost workers. People that don't work at all. They are not there. They, 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 their names are not even on the thing. They use all kinds of names. And then their family members will go, go take the salary. And these are the same people that will say the government is bad. Or things are not working. Corruption. These are men who are faithful to money matters. They were faithful. They were honest. Number six. Number six. You must be faithful to others. Faithful to others. There's a biblical principle that says we must do unto others as we would like others to do unto you. You can see Hosea chapter 11 verse 12. Write that down because of time. Luke chapter 16 verse 12. And then let's see Proverbs 11 13. Proverbs 11 13. You must be faithful to others. Faithful to others. Proverbs chapter 11. Many of us are not faithful to others. You don't care. That is one thing I used to say. It bothers me when I came to this Western world. When people used to say, I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Those two languages. Oh, mm, it hurts me to my, my, my heart. I don't care. You don't care. Somebody's dying. You don't care. You don't care. Somebody's desperately in it. You don't care. And in this part of the world, when they tell you they don't care, they mean it. If they say whatever, whatever. They actually meant what they're saying. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 13, um, 11 verse 13. Proverbs 11 13. What does it say? A tear-bearer revealed secret. Do you see that now? People who are gossiping in the church, they continue to spread bad information. Something goes wrong. Instead of helping, they are talking about it. A tear-bearer revealed secret. But, look at it. But, he that is of a faithful spirit, what does they do? They conceal the matter. Someone that is faithful. Let me explain this. Someone that is godly. Somebody that is faithful. That knows that this Christian race is a race. It's not a competition with anybody, right? And it's a warfare that we go through. It's a battle. Something goes wrong with a sister. Something goes wrong with a brother. Something goes wrong in the church. Something goes wrong in the family. Something goes wrong even in the nation. And you know that this thing is very sensitive. You know that this thing is hurtful. You know that this thing is disgraceful. You know that this thing is destructive. You know that this thing is shameful. You know very well the level at which the enemy can use that to destroy the faith of other people. Instead of you shut up, I say that again. Instead of you shut up, you become Sister FM and Brother CNN. You are the one that is transmitting everything. You are the one that will go online and advertise. You are the one that says, Sis, did you hear the news? You are the one that says, Did you watch it online? You are the one that call people and begin to explain. Why would you do that as a child of God? When you remember, the Bible says, He that thinketh is standing, take it lest he fall. You remember that? And the Bible says that we must learn to pray for one another. So if something goes wrong with a brother, something goes wrong with a sister, what you, you ought to do, what is your responsibility that God expects us to do is to go on our knees and pray. And I'm shocked to see what is online these days. You know, and these are things that are not, they are done by agents of the devil. That's number one. And number two, they are also done by people who call themselves Christians. They will go in and they will advertise all sorts of negative things about a man of God, about a sister in the church, about a family, about a brother. Why would you do that when you know very well that you're in, a, you're in a battle and at any time something else might happen to you? Would you, now let me ask you, would you at any time love or like to see 
yourself being disgraced openly or being advertised or being publicized for wrong things or for your mistake? No, but you're doing it unto others. We must be faithful to others. He says, a tale-bearer is the one that what? That will spread the matter, that will reveal, that will be gossiping around, we're talking about things. But he that is of a faithful spirit, the Bible says, conceal the matter. So, sis, let's pray together. You know this thing, I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm telling you, you know my heart. Eh? You know how I, how I go and how I do things, but I really want us to pray. Let's pray for brother A. And the reason why we need for, to pray for brother A is because we heard that sister B is the, ah, before you know A and B. Truly, truly, it was not that she actually wanted them to pray. She was finding a way to transmit the information because by the time they say, let us pray, it was just one minute prayer. They say, amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. So what was the prayer about? <laughs> Truly, it was an information they were trying to transmit. Faithful to one another. Faithful to a brother. You know, it breaks my heart because people who are demonic, people who are idolatrous worshippers, people who are involved in occultic uh, activities, who are in secret society, witches and wizards, you've never seen them go online advertising what they are doing or what is happening in their secret places or ever you ever see them go out and talk about their members no they never do that but christians were always online and we believers were the ones that talk about each other the unbelievers the ungodly they are so loyal and so committed to their secret that certain things you will not hear as long as you're not a member of that secret society you have nothing to say they will ask you what concerns you. In fact, if you dare open your mouth, you are in trouble. If you want to fight against their member, they will fight you to the last. If you are not careful, that's how you're going to lose your life. Why? Because they are committed. They know what faithfulness is about. But the church has lost that value. Praise the Lord. Jesus was faithful to all of the disciples and to every one of us. But it was not all of them that were faithful to Jesus, even while he was heading to the cross. They disappeared. We must also be faithful, number seven, in our character. We must be faithful in our character as a testimony to glorify God. We must be faithful in our character as a testimony to glorify God. The Bible says, let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works. Faithfulness in our relationship with others. Faithfulness in our relationship with, 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 with our family members. The Bible says that our character must Glorify God. Look at Hebrews chapter 3 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 3 verse number 5. Hebrews chapter 3. Thank you Lord. Are we there? And Moses verily was faithful. Look at this. Moses verily. That is verily means truly was faithful in all his house. Can you imagine that? In all his house. As a servant for a testimony to those things which were to be what? Spoken after. Moses was faithful and Moses was a testimony. He was faithful and he was a testimony. He was faithful and he was a testimony. Faithful in his house. Faithful in every area. That is Hebrews chapter 3 verse number 5. Hallelujah. Faithful in fellowship. Are we faithful to this house? Are we faithful to our marriages, our wives and our husbands? Are we faithful to our commitment, our, 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 our consecration? Are we faithful to the things of God? Praise the Lord. When we walk in faithfulness, beloved, there's going to be a whole lot of blessing. And let's just deal with the blessings and the reward of faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Number one, it brings you eternal reward. According to Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Please permit me because of time. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. 
you have eternal reward, not just on earth here, but also in eternity. Matthew 25, uh, 23, Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. The Bible says, Jesus at the end will say, well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant, enter into my rest. So heaven is only for the faithful. If you are not faithful, you might not enter. Well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into my rest. That's number one. Number two, faithfulness brings sanity. It brings peace. It brings development it brings fulfillment it brings progress faithfulness brings all these things faithfulness causes things to happen number three faithfulness attracts god's pleasure it attracts god's pleasure look at psalm 101 psalm 101 faithfulness attracts god's pleasure hallelujah psalm 101 thank you jesus Psalm 101. Are we ready for this? Thank you, Lord. Psalm 101. Verse number 6. 101 verse 6. Are we there? Can we read together? My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. You imagine God says his eyes will be upon the faithful of the land. Can you imagine that? That they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall what? serve me so god is saying that his eyes are gonna be upon the what the faithful so if you want the eyes of god upon you the bible in fact said the eyes of the lord move to and fro upon the face of the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who love him we must be faithful faithfulness leads to preservation it leads to preservation psalm 31 verse 23 31 psalm 31 just be writing in case you are missing this out Psalm 31, it leads to preservation. Preservation. Psalm 31, verse 23. Are we ready? 31, 23. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It says, O love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth who? The Lord preserveth who? Thank you. One more time. The Lord preserveth who? That's number one. Number two, and plentifully rewarded the proud dwarf. <laughs> So, in other words, if you are faithful, God will preserve you. If you are full of yourself and pride, God will punish you. That is what he says, clearly. He says, and plentifully reward the proud doer. So, if you are faithful, God will protect you. God will preserve you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number five. Number five. I'm almost there. Faithfulness. It's a potential for excellence. Faithfulness is actually a potential or a character that will lead to excellence. Praise the Lord. You can see Luke chapter 16 verse 10. You can see 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. Luke 16 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. When you are faithful in one, God will give you what? More. This servant according to Luke 16 10, was faithful in one. City, the Bible says the Lord came back and says, Well, because you've been faithful in one, now you're going to have 10 cities. I'll make you leader over 10 cities. Praise the Lord. So, take note Luke chapter 16, verse 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Faithfulness leads to increase and favor. Increase and favor. Matthew 25, 45. Uh, Matthew 25, 23. Matthew 25, 23. It leads to increase of favor. Hallelujah. Increase of favor. Matthew 25, 23. Thank you, Lord. Are we there? 25, 23. What does it say? Hallelujah. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and what? Faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. What's going to happen now? 
I will make you. Other translation says, I will put you over rulers of what? Many things. So if you're faithful in one, God is going to cause you to have what? Many things. Then the Bible says, enter into the joy of the Lord. So you see, promotion, prosperity, victory, and all these things, you should not be breaking your head. Oh, God, promote me. Oh, God, give me victory. Oh, God, prosper me. No, just be faithful. You'll be preserved. You'll be protected. The presence of God will secure you. And then look at it now. And then you're going to have increase and you're going to have favor. You're going to have plenty. Also, it leads to promotion. Faithfulness leads to promotion. Luke 19, 17. Luke 19, 17. Faithfulness leads to promotion. Luke chapter 19, verse number 17. Faithfulness leads to promotion. Promotion. You want to be promoted? Just be faithful. Don't kill other people for position. Don't try to manipulate others and badmouth them. No. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Look at this. Are you see, uh, um, um, if you see this account, you, you're going you're gonna to be shocked to see what happened. Luke chapter 19, verse 17. Are we there? 19, 17. Hallelujah. Let's take it from verse 16. It says, Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound had gained 10 pounds. Verse 17. Now, what does it say? And he said unto him, Well done, thou good servant. Because, look at this, there's a reason. Because thou hast been faithful in a very little. You see that there? I love this. Because you have been faithful, no when no one sees you. Because you have been faithful when you were just few in numbers. Because you have been faithful when you don't have enough. Because you have been faithful at the time they call you names, they provoke you, they make fun of you in that little small corner that you were. You've been faithful in a, look at the description, in a very little, the Bible says, have thou what? Authority over ten. You see that? So don't worry. Don't break your head. Whatever small place that God places you, stay there. Whatever little thing that is going on, stay there. Whatever amount that is showing up, just be faithful. Listen, God reward faithfulness. God Almighty rewards faithfulness. Faithfulness will lead to God's intervention in your life. It brings strength. It brings strength. Hallelujah. That's number eight. Number nine. Faithfulness leads to protection. Protection. I want to read this. I'll give you a few. It leads to protection. Psalm 97 verse 10. Psalm 31 verse 23. But look at some, um, Proverbs chapter 2 verse 8. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 8. It leads, it leads to protection. Oh, you which is a wizard. Oh, you devil. Oh, you king. I, I have no time for that nonsense. Hallelujah. There is time for every purpose. I cannot be chasing devil and witches and wizard every day of my life. No. No, there's something bigger than that. And what is bigger than that? The faithfulness of God. You cannot be faithful and God allow the wicked one to touch you. He says he will not allow the lot of the wicked to rest upon the righteous. So any church that you go, every time, oh demons, witches and wizards, powers of darkness, they must die. I am not saying it is wrong, but it shouldn't be on a daily basis. In a daily basis, everyday devil, everyday demon. You are glorifying the devil. You are exalting him. You are making the people become afraid of devil now. And the people begin to think that the devil is more powerful. No. Look at this account. Look at this account. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 8. If you don't believe, look at this account. What does it say? Chapter 2 verse 8. He keepeth the path of judgment. Hallelujah. And preserveth the way of the what? Of the saints. Do you see that there? That the Lord keepeth. He keepeth what? The path of what? Judgment and preserveth the way of his. He preserveth the way of his. He preserveth the way of his. He preserveth the way of his. 
So God is preserving your way. Don't be afraid. You are a child of God. Praise the Lord. You walk in faithfulness. You walk in the righteousness of God. You walk in obedience. You do the will of God. You, you cannot be pleasing God. You cannot be obeying God. You cannot be serving God. You cannot be loving God. You cannot be true to God. And then he allows the powers of darkness to come and damage your life. It's not possible. God is a God of integrity. What you ought to do is to have an understanding as to what you ought to lay hold on. This is one of the treasures. Being faithful. And finally, faithfulness will lead to blessing. It leads to blessing. It leads to blessing. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. Proverbs 28, 20. I love this. We're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 28, verse 20. Are you ready for this? 28, verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. You ready? After two go. A faithful man shall abound with Oh Lord bless me. Oh Lord bless me. Oh Lord bless me. Oh Lord. Oh, just be faithful. Just be faithful. You know, when we sing some of these songs, sometimes we just sing and we don't pay attention to what we're singing. You alone are worthy, Lord, to be praised and adored. You alone are worthy, Lord, to be praised and adored. You've been faithful, Lord, from the ages past. Oh, that is why your name is forever. You know, if you know what you are singing, eh? they say, we will kill you today. We will kill you today. You just sing a song like that and march in the midst of them. And see how God in his faithfulness will tear them into pieces on your behalf. They say you will fail. You will not make it in life. Forget about them. All those things. You see, stop. I say it again. Please. Stop elevating. Stop exaggerating. Stop upholding the devil and his activities. Stop that. It doesn't glorify God. Oh, Satan is bad. Oh, oh the wizard will kill you. Oh, the devil is, is going to... No! So when you go to the church now, say, every devil, every devil, I chase you out on Monday. Every devil on Tuesday. Every devil on Wednesday. Every devil on Friday. Ah, God, is say, what about me? When do you have time for me? You know what you're doing? You're doing like the thing that David did. You're spending time building other people or, I mean, spending time fighting the devil and you never had time to build your home. So throughout your life, you'll be a fighter. You'll be fighting. you never build anything. You understand? You continue to fight on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So throughout the year, 365 days, you're fighting devil, but you never achieve anything. That's a strategy. That's a manipulation. Satan is taking your attention away from God. So now you cannot believe on the integrity of God again because what has corroded your mind is that the devil is powerful. The devil is going to attack the devil. So it's about fear, 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 fear about what the devil is doing. Spend more time paying attention to the character of God, the power of God, the faithfulness of God, and the, the, the sovereignty of his glory and his righteousness. And then you spend more time, commit yourself, and be faithful, and be righteous, and be loyal, and look at what it says. Look, let's go back to this verse and finish. Praise the Lord. 28 of Proverbs, and then verse 20. I love it. It says, the faithful man shall what abound with blessing that that word abound means you you you'll be suffocated with blessing you'll be overloaded with blessing you god is going to overrun you with it it's like you're not going to break your head for anything anymore blessing on the left side blessing on the right side blessing in front of you blessing in every area in the name of the lord jesus christ the bible says god will overwhelm you 
with his what? Blessing. But look at this. He said, but he that, that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. You see that? You shall not be innocent. You end up running yourself into trouble when you want to be rich at all times. You want to do certain things. And these are the reasons why people ended up not being, unfaithful, uh, not being faithful. And anytime you become unfaithful, your life is at risk because why? You're, 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 you're at the end, you're going to end up in eternal damnation. Anytime you're unfaithful, there's destruction. Anytime you're unfaithful, you're acting in, in fear. And, and anytime you're acting in unfaithfulness, there's, there's a nature of sinful bondage that is going to, that is going to uh, imprison you. Anytime you act in unfaithfulness, you, you experience anarchy and disorder around you. Anytime there's unfaithfulness, there's a loss of respect, a loss of trust, and there's suspicion. Suspicion everywhere in the midst of unfaithfulness there is fear and doubt and people begin to distrust you but trust me beloved in the midst of faithfulness you will triumph in Jesus name please permit me one answer and one question or one question and one answer you may want to ask but pastor how can I be faithful by the grace of God by the grace of God ask for his grace to be faithful it is in first corinthians chapter 7 verse 25 please permit me just the last one i'm done first corinthians 7 25 let's read that how can a man be faithful psalm 119 verse 19 i think of verse 9 say wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways he said by taking it to his word and that has to do with obedience right but look at first corinthians chapter 7 thank you lord i want you to see this very interesting what paul says are we there chapter 7 Verse 25, we're going to read together. After two, go. Now, concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord. That is a different aspect he was talking. But look at, this is the reason why I brought you here. What does it say? It says, yet I give my judgment as what? As one that had obtained mercy of the Lord to be what? So what enabled him to be faithful? The mercy of the Lord. He had obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. So we need to pray this morning. Lord, help me. Grant unto me mercy. Have mercy upon me for my life of unfaithfulness. Have mercy upon me for not being faithful to you, not being faithful to my spouse, not being faithful to my children, not being faithful to the church, not being faithful to my commitment, not being faithful to the word of God. I have not been faithful in A, B. You know your areas. You know where you are fallen. You know where you have messed up. You know God is not accusing you. God is not condemning you. But God has just revealed the secret. The problem here. Oh God, I need a miracle. No, just be faithful. Oh Lord, I need healing. Just be faithful. Oh Lord, I need deliverance. Just be faithful. Oh Lord, intervene. God protect. No, there is protection. There is preservation. There is provision. There is blessing. There is promotion. There is prosperity. Everything is available for the faithful. For the faithful. For the faithful. And how can one be faithful? The Bible says through his mercy. Yes, yes, yes. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Thank to the Lord. Lord, I want to be more faithful in my life. Talk to the Lord as we pray. Lord, I want to be more faithful in my life. Lord, in my life. In my life. Lord, I want to be more faithful 
in my life. Maybe you are asking God for deliverance. That is not what you need. You need discipline to be faithful. Maybe you are asking God for a miracle. That is not what you might need. God is saying, just be faithful. Miracle is sure. You are saying, Lord, make a way, make a way. God is saying, just be faithful. There is always a way. Oh, Lord, I want to prosper. Lord, increase me. Lord, make me the head and not the tail. He says, just be faithful. Increase is yours. Just be faithful. Blessing is yours. Just be faithful. Prosperity is yours. Just be faithful. There's there's miracles, signs, and wonders. Everything belongs to you. Everything is available. Just be faithful. 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 He rewarded the faithful. He blessed the faithful. He preserved the faithful. He delivers the faithful. His eyes are upon the faithful. Let the faithfulness of God be your lifestyle. Let it be your character. Oh, don't just let it be loyalty because of necessity. Don't just let it be loyalty because of circumstances. Loyalty because of your need. Loyalty, oh, because of fear. Loyalty because of consequences. No! Lord, I am faithful because I love you. I am faithful because I'm true. My faithfulness from the depth of my heart. I am praying because I want to be faithful. Lord, I want to live a faithful life. I am serving because of faithfulness. I am doing this because of faithfulness. Ah, It was a backcock that says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, the herald shall not yield their store. He says, There shall be no fruit in the vine. He says, Yet I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. And I will joy in the God of my salvation. In other words, a backcock was saying, it doesn't matter what I get, what I don't get. I'm still going to be faithful. I'm still going to serve God. I'm still going to live for God. I'm still going to be holy. I'm still going to be prayerful. I'm still going to be consecrated. I'm still going to be obedient. I'm still going to please God. I'm still going to walk in the righteousness of God. I'm still going to live a life that pleases God. It doesn't matter what my husband is doing or what he says. It doesn't matter what my wife is saying or what she's doing. It doesn't matter what the world is saying about me. It doesn't matter what I have gone through. It doesn't matter what the whether the world approve me or not, my eyes are fixed, oh God. My eyes are upon you. I will walk in your faithfulness. I will live in faithfulness. Lembre de legesh kahori amaderi amadu zipri kalabro moya badush elebeya nambro bote boys keterebe siobre bambi elebosha lo kambre biliendori kabre balade yaleuskitiya let faithfulness be your character let it be your character let it come out of your heart let it be sincere. Lord, I am not a loyalist. I don't want to be among them. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. I want to put my character into this. I want to put my life into this. I want to put my character into this. I want to put my life into this. Lord, it is not about loyalty. It is about character. It is about my life. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. I want to serve you faithfully. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray a simple prayer for you this morning. And let's, let me say this. God is not a wicked God to put you through a whole lot of difficulties without any result. No. No. When Jesus himself said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he actually meant what he says. 
But the secret is that many people don't understand. And this is one of the key that we must lay hold on, the faithfulness of God. If you understand the faithfulness of God, this Christian life will be easy. If you understand the faithfulness of God, everything around you will be easy. Life in itself will be easy. And if you are out there, you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus. You've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you right now. Can you say this with me loud and clear? Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come before you. I am sorry for all that I have done wrong. Forgive me for all my sins. I repent today, deep down in my heart. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. You were in the grave. On the third day, you rose from the dead. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, if you've prayed that prayer, God richly bless you. You are saved. You're now a child of God. And uh, God has welcomed you into his kingdom. Shall we all pray together? Raise up your hands everywhere, wheresoever you find yourself. Lord God Almighty, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the revelation and the insight. We thank you for the instruction and your direction. Lord, we realize that many times the problem is not on your side. Many times the problem is not even based on what we're going through. Father, we are the personal problem ourselves because we fail to be committed. We fail to be faithful. Lord, have mercy upon us. Father, there is no way you can ask us to be faithful without a reward. We've seen that the reward of the faithful is blessing, is preservation, is protection, is prosperity, is abundance, is increase. Lord, and these are the things that we're looking for. And so this morning, we realize that the only way we can tap into those things is to be faithful. And Father, we've also discovered from Corinthians that faithfulness comes by grace. Bestowed upon us the grace to be faithful. The grace to be faithful. To be faithful in our personal life, in our devotional life, in our commitment, in our Bible study life, in our prayer life, in our consecration, in our marital life, in our business life, in our academic life, in our job life, in every area, physically, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, materially, maritally. Help us, Lord, to be faithful in all our ways in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, to be true to ourselves, to be true to you, and to be true to others. Help us, O oh God, to maintain a standard of integrity. We surrender our heart to you. The Lord, we know that faithfulness is a heart condition. Faithfulness has to do with character. Father, we pray that that character will be our character. That that condition will be our heart condition. Holy Spirit, help us. Give us grace beyond measure because we discover that it is by grace. Let that grace of being faithful overwhelm us in Jesus' name. That this life will not be for the icing of men. But it will be your oh God to glorify you. That Lord our light will shine forth. That they will see our good works. And you will be taking the glory. Father we pray as we go forth. Let the power of prosperity. The power of the blessing. The power of preservation. The power of excellence. The power of good health. The power oh God of victory. Rest upon our lives in Jesus name. That Lord this month of October. We will not borrow oh God for our living. We will not beg our bread. We will not borrow for our living. This month of October, we will not die. We will not bury anyone. No sad news in the name of Jesus. We shall not lose any family member. We shall not lose any church member. We cancel any form of accident. Any death sentence, we cancel. Every sickness and disease, we cancel. Failure, we cancel. Oh, shame and disappointment, we cancel. Whatever the oppression or the activities of the enemy has been or has designed, 
throughout this ember month, especially for this time, oh God. Father, we take authority over them. We bind and cast them out of our lives in Jesus' name. We shall not be a victim this month. Father, Lord God Almighty, Father, they will not read our obituary in the name of Jesus. Father, whatever the devil will do, oh God, we will not be attracted to it in Jesus' name. Lord, we release your glory. We release your grace. We release your anointing. We release wisdom. We release strength. Holy Spirit, help us in every area. Holy Spirit, instruct us in every area. Holy Spirit, empower us in every area. Holy Spirit, lead us in every area. Father, that our purses and our pockets will not run dry. Our spiritual vessels will not run dry. Lord, our commitment and our zeal and our love for you will not go dry. But that God will continue to flow from glory to glory. Will continue to increase from grace to grace. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, you enlarge our spiritual coast. In the name of Jesus, you enlarge our physical coast. In the name of Jesus, you enlarge our marital coast. In the name of Jesus, you enlarge our ministerial coast. In the name of Jesus, that in every area, God, we will know no limit in the name of Jesus. In every area, we will know no limit in the name of Jesus. Do for us, O oh God, what no man will ever do. Do for us, O oh God, that which will glorify you. Do for us, O oh God, that which will be an evidence of your faithfulness. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. We bless you. We worship you. Everyone that is sick under the sound of my voice, be here in Jesus' name. Right now, be here in the name of Jesus. Sicknesses and disease caused by demonic obsession. Come out and go into the outer darkness never to return in the name of Jesus. Any problem, family problem, immigration problem, spiritual problem, demonic problem, whatever problem, health problem, financial problem, you mountains, oh mountains, who are there to stand before Zerubbabel. And I speak to you mountains, be crushed right now in the name of Jesus. I ask for divine intervention, divine intervention, divine intervention, divine intervention, divine intervention upon your life, upon your marriage, upon your business, upon your job, upon your, your finances, upon your spiritual life, Upon this church, upon your will, is a prontelica, a pradua shande, manprekelegos qua talangale usuarendi, beriamando coscalebenda, rabronde rebesovra batia la bagoja, bica brubadi erebos, abredu yagregis cantoro. You will be fruitful in every area. You will be fruitful in every area. Your testimony will be a representative of Jehovah. Your testimony will be an evidence of his goodness in the name of Jesus. Miracle walker. You are the miracle walker. Come and do a miracle. A miracle today. Come and do a miracle. A miracle today. One more time. Destiny changer. You are the destiny changer. Lord, come and change my destiny. My destiny today, Lord, come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Your name is Yahweh, your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle-working God, your name is Yahweh. Yahweh, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle walking God. 
Your name is Yah. Destiny changer. Destiny changer. The destiny changer. So Lord, come and change my destiny. My destiny today. Lord, come and change my destiny. My destiny today. I decree you are blessed. I decree no one will curse you. No man will be able to stand your way. I decree you will be the head and not the tail. I decree the power of the Holy Ghost to overload you. I decree spiritual rapid fire upon your life. Spiritual divine rapid fire upon your life. That everything that is demonic, everything that is of the enemy, shall not stand you. I release fire, 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 fire upon your life. In the name of Jesus. What you cannot do for yourself, the Lord will do it today. I decree the divine doings of the Lord. It will be marvelous in our eyes in the name of Jesus. And this month, there will be testimonies and testimonies and testimonies and testimonies and testimonies. Your life is an evidence and is a testimony of the goodness of our God. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen. God richly bless you, beloved. We want to thank God for your love.